You're listening to the Crestcore Real Estate Hour. Now, here's your host, Dean Harris. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Crestcore Real Estate Hour. Thank you guys for tuning in this morning. I am your host, Dean Harris. I'm with Crestcore Realty over on Summer Avenue. So appreciate you guys tuning in here. Uh, Facebook Live. You guys go to the Facebook uh, page here, the Crest Core Real Estate Hour, and you can uh, not only watch today's show live, but I will post uh, this show on the Facebook page right after it's over, and you can re-listen at your own pace. Uh, remind you guys every single show that I am an investor, so if you have that old home that you need to sell quickly, or if you know someone that has a home they need to sell quickly, email me, dean at crestcore.com, and I'll get you a cash offer on that home today. You guys hear me say that at every show, but I don't really care what the condition is. I don't care where it's at or what it looks like what it used to look like. Maybe it's burned down. Doesn't matter. Uh, just shoot me that email, dean at crestcore.com, and we'll get you that cash offer today. Uh, last week on the show, uh, Dan Butler and I talked about how to accelerate your path to real estate investing. Dan, how are you this morning? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. That was a, a really good show. Um, it's on the show's Facebook page, the Crestcore Real Estate Hour, and um, how to accelerate your path in real estate investing. I got some good feedback on that. It was just a a good show as far as how to you know put your foot on the gas right mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was um it was good to discuss that so you guys go check that out again on the show's facebook page the crest core real estate hour uh today we're going to talk about seven ways millionaire investors or seven ways millionaire real estate investors think um so let's dive right into that dan it's yeah. it's a mindset over over i guess in actuality meaning if your mind's not right with anything that you're doing mm-hmm. i don't think it's i don't think your focus is going to be there i don't think um what it takes is going to be there and mm-hmm. until you get your mind ready mm-hmm. to, to do what you're going to do and i don't i think that applies with with anything in life not necessarily just real estate no i agree i think uh you know one thing that's that you know, if you're going to do something big or something different, something um, extraordinary, you, you kind of have to have a big, bigger purpose, yeah. a bigger why. You know, you got to think about your why, your purpose. Yep. Um, and I was as going through this this weekend. I mean, it was just interesting to think about. You know, if you think about very successful people, what you will quote unquote successful, that yep. all means something different from 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 everybody from everybody else. You know, but mainstream media type success. You know, authors, uh, actors, uh, you know, real estate investors that we know, Grant Cardone types, you know, you study them and, you know, are they smarter than us? Are they, you, <laughs> you know, start asking yourself a bunch yeah, of questions. Yeah, they're more educated. Yep. You know, are they, uh, were they born with a silver spoon? What was different about those guys and girls? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and, and you really start thinking about, and then you realize, you know, they aren't not, they're not smarter than you. They're not, you know what I mean? Like no. they're, they're, you know, there are people that are smarter than others, you know, or more educated than others, but that's not really what's about, Mm-mm. you know? And so, but when, when, when you have a bigger purpose, a bigger vision, a bigger, you know, you have where you want to go and you know why you're there or why you're trying to get there, that that's going to drive you every day. You know, yeah. every second of every day is going to have a, a bigger purpose than just getting up having breakfast and going to work, you know, I took, it took me a long time to get to that point to where I, I 
you know, having a family and having children help change that, you know, your, your why changes from mm-hmm. when you're single or, you know, no kids or, um, but my focus, I don't know, several years ago changed mm-hmm. from, uh, you know, I'm at work mm-hmm. and I'm working to obviously to make money, right? pay your bills, pay and, your bills and yeah. do whatever you want, you know, within your means. But when you really change that over and flip that over to a goal, a purpose, a reason for mm-hmm. getting up and doing mm-hmm. that, and it's a long-term reason. I mean, I guess it's, you know, you could chalk it up to getting older and maturing and, and things like that. But to, and, and you were around when I made the switch. I mean, yeah. I, you and I discussed it. Right. I, I, I had to, I had to make a decision that I was going to make the best of my time that I was going to mm-hmm. use. You know, I, I, these were conversations, these are self conversations right. <laughs> that you have in your car driving around. And, uh, when we made that switch, when I say we, my wife and I and, and myself really made that switch to, to focus on the future and my big time goals, my whole demeanor changed my mm-hmm. whole outlook on getting up to go to work. It right. was no longer a drag. And I, I've been in this almost 18 years, so it's, it, you can, you can get a little, you know, bored and tired and it, and it can change. So I think today's show is going to be really good talking, you know, for our investors that are listening about their mindset, because they might be investing, they might be investing for a long time, but until they have that end goal in mind and that reason why, um, you know, I, I think it, it it's You're sputter. lacking, they're sputtering. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, <clears throat> one thing that, uh, um, you know, the, I, I thought about two examples as I went through this, this weekend, you know, I, you know, there's a doctor at church that you start talking to him and you find out his why, and it's cause his mom died of cancer when he was young. Yeah. And he's like, man, that was my big why of like, I want to get involved in cancer research and try to figure out the cure. And yeah. that's, that's his biggest motivation getting up every morning is trying to figure out a way to solve that, you know, just drives him every day. Yeah. 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 And then another one, I had a neighbor that, uh, had, uh, bulimia and, you know, really suffered that through the teenage years. And, mm-hmm. you know, she, she took that like, Hey, I got through it. It was painful, learned a lot. And she became a dietitian and got a master's in, you know, mm-hmm. you know, food, you know, uh, psychology and that kind of stuff. And now she's at Laboner and, doing well and yeah. just a cool story, you know, like they have bigger whys, you know, yeah, as a parallel to real estate, you know, and your, your why can be that big and be involved with real estate. It could be yeah. financial gains. I mean, it could be, um, just, uh, goals that you want to achieve things you mm-hmm. haven't done. So yeah, no, that's, I, I love the, my, you know, you know, seven ways millionaires or millionaire real estate investors think. I mean, I, we're not claiming to be millionaire real estate investors, right. but what what we're trying to relay is that this mindset that you've got to have and you've got mm-hmm. to get to, um, you know, study successful people, rich people, you know, people you admire. I, I've I've said this on this show several times. You know, my dad used to tell me, "You are who you hang with," mm-hmm. and 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 when I was a little kid, it was. You know, quit hanging with little Johnny who's getting in trouble all the time. Mm-hmm. But if you translate that to later in life, you are who you hang with. I mean, just because you go hang out with millionaires is not going to automatically make you a millionaire, but it's going to give you a mindset. You're going to watch and observe and you're going to look and see how people act mm-hmm. and how they carry themselves. And although some will be different, there's going to be a whole lot of like, um, 
um, traits and things that you see out of each one of those. I mean, if you took a whole room and you had millionaires in there, I imagine they've all got some kind of common ground and common thought process. Oh, for sure. And I, you know, like you're talking about yours. I mean, like for me, when I grew up, you know, we were middle class, lower middle class, Yeah. but you know, my dad was the first one to go to college out of like 50 cousins. And, you know, I just knew I wanted something bigger than, than, you know, small town, nothing wrong with small town, but just that kind of the thought thought process around that. And just like, I don't want to have to worry about buying my kid a sweater or buy, you know what I mean? Like I wanted to be able to afford the things, you know? And so that was kind of my big why early on. Yeah. You know, and now then it's it, shifted. It's shifted, yeah. So it's it's even bigger purpose than that. You know, like um, helping others succeed. I love helping others. Yeah. You know, we met with a guy yesterday. You, you met him in the office yesterday, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, and and he commented on that, like he's looking for partnerships. And I was like, yeah, man. I mean, you know, we might not be the cheapest. We not might not be. You know, yeah. Everything you want, but I guarantee you we're going to walk alongside you and try to help you be successful. Yeah. And we're going to enjoy. And I know him, and I'm sure he was really appreciative of that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, you know, for our, we just have a higher purpose than just making money. Yeah. You know, I want to help him make money, and hopefully I can make some money along the way. Yeah. But, you know, um, you know, and then part of my why was just having that autonomy. Yeah. You know, I'm just that personality that wants to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And so, <laughs> you know, I think, I think everybody's got a little bit of that. A little bit of that. That's yeah. right. And, but, um, that was a big, but that was enough of a driver. It was strong enough in mind that, you know, I wanted to create, you know, re- wealth creation through buying real estate and, you know, cre- creating a real estate company, that kind of thing. So, um, what are some of the things that you're most often, you know, that you think about when you think of millionaire real estate investors? Like, what are what are some of their traits that you would imagine they have? you know, the same, obviously the desire to, to be successful is one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think with the, you know, they're just motivated, Yeah, you know, passionate, self-motivated, self-motivated. They don't need to hear the rah-rah every morning. They can get up and rah-rah themselves. Right. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the book. Douglas just gave me about a Navy seal guy that hired a Navy seal for 30 days to live with him. Oh, you know, gosh. and that was intense. And, but the Navy SEAL was, you know, self-motivated, man. He, he didn't know, need to get his mental, that. his mental ability was off the charts. You know, they would go outside and run six miles in 14 degree weather. And he had shorts and t-shirt and all he asked for was like some, some, some cloth or uh, cotton gloves. He's like, you know, the temperature is what you make of it. You know, like <laughs> just some intense stuff, but you know, all that's around mindset and, and, um, it's 14 degrees and he's yeah. telling you the temperature is what you make of it. You know, but he, he, um, I don't, I don't know what his bigger why was and that I haven't got that far in the book yet. I can't wait to keep reading it, but I, got, I have to imagine that, you know, it's no excuses for him. You know, it's just none get it done, you know, and. I know some people with that mindset and, and sometimes it can be overbearing to you mm-hmm. when you hear that, you know, you think they're coming across as, um, you know, really aggressive, um, you know, almost confrontational, really cocky, cocky. I yeah. mean, you know, they come across as that, but you know, when you look at their life and what they're living and how they're living every day, I mean, it, you begin to realize that, no, this is actually, you know, a way, because if you just hear one spurt of it, you know, if if you're just listening to that one guy and you, you you read one chapter, you might think, man, this guy's an arrogant jerk. I don't want to listen to. 
if you start following along and realizing it's an everyday thing, this is not to, for to show for you. This is not, and I know some folks that are like that. I try to be more like that, mm-hmm. um, but but they don't. It's I, I keep saying this, but they don't need self motive. I mean, they don't need motivating. They're, yeah. they're motivating themselves to reach their goals. I think is is one of the biggest takeaways. You know, I think you know, kind of building on that. You have to move from want to to have to, and you got to have mm-hmm. you know a filter you know we talked about the opportunity filter last week you have to have some filter to to if things in life are passing you by and you know i loved you know thinking through this like when you say yes to something you're saying no to something else that's right you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. so when you're creating your path if you're saying um for example if you want to lose 30 pounds Mm -hmm. you're having to say no to something alcohol chocolate cake cake bread something to, to to get to your goal you know, so if your goal is to, to get involved in real estate, you know, you might have to say no to go and hang out with friends and I'm going to go do X, Y, and Z, read a book, um, go to this conference, meet with a mentor, meet with a banker. You know what I mean? Like those are the uh, people you, I think don't realize that, that you, you got to do that. Yeah. You have to say no to something to say yes to where you're trying to go. Yeah. And that was a big, that was an aha for me, you know, and, and we had culture index training last week and the, you know, have heard us talk about that yep. uh, personality survey that we use, you know, and his, his verbiage was you're, you know, you're picking one person versus another, you're paying a tax, you know, like, yeah. I thought that was an interesting way to look at it. Like same thing when you say yes or no, like if you're picking yes, you're paying a tax on, you know, saying yes. Your success. Yeah. You're, you're, you're in the tax of, of you're giving up something. Or you're allowing something to happen to you mm-hmm. by saying yes. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but yeah. If you're so, in other words, if you're, you know, if if, if you, let's use the diet thing that you just said. I mean, if you eat something you're not supposed to eat, that's an unnecessary tax that's going towards your goal. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, or or the opposite, or way. the opposite way. You know, your your tax of man, my 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 mind really wants that chocolate. Yeah, and so I'm having to mentally. Get focused, and that's the tax you're paying to. to there you go. Does that make sense? Yeah, one, like, one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. Or your taxes, you got to get up at five a.m. and go work out because that's the only time you can fit it in with kids and school and work and all that stuff. Yeah. So there's a tax to be paid to do whatever you're wanting to do. Yeah. So I, I just thought that was an interesting, you know, and the yes versus the no. Saying yes means you're saying no to something else. I think that helps in your big why. I guess we're trying to say you got to have that big why first. You got to figure out why you're doing what you're doing or why you want, why is it you want to get into real estate and what are you trying to, what's your, don't think about, you know, six month goal. You got to start with what's your, you know, 10, 20, 30 year goal where you see this thing going. I'll tell you, that's when mine changed. When, Mm -hmm. when I, when I went from looking six months to 12 months out to five years to eight years to 10 years, that's Mm -hmm. when I changed. I went, I, you know, I, I got in a habit early on in new construction because we would build houses. So I would have to stay with a client for four to five months. And I, I got in a habit of building that pipeline, but I never thought much past six months, eight months, nine months mm. until a few years ago. And then I started to think 10 years retirement, what am I going to do? I don't, and I'll tell you what it was. And this is <laughs> agents might be listening to, but I got a, I got a horrible, horrible fear of being 55 years old, 30 year real estate agent at that time, getting up on Saturday mornings, showing first time home buyers a home in Cordova for 130 grand at 9:30 on Saturday morning. I mean, 
that's okay. There's nothing wrong with doing that. Yeah. But my point is, after being in the business for 30 years, I would hoped I would have figured out a way to to have that time to myself at that point right. versus having to get up and eat, which I don't, you know, I make it sound like I don't want to, you know, be a real estate agent. But my point is, you're being in it that long and you're that age, you know, getting up on Saturday to show that home is not what you want to be doing. It's just not. Yeah. No, you think you, you don't think that way. No. You know, something has to click in you to say, you got to forecast your, your life for 30 years and yeah. say, you know, and I've heard that with agents. I mean, that's why you see agents that are 60, 70, 80 years old. Yeah. Because they didn't do still anything. Working. Still working. You know, some of them love it. I mean, that's, that's, that's okay. okay. Yeah, that's all right. Let's don't, <laughs> no, don't that's say it's why, not I'm okay. Not trying, I'm not trying to bang on that person that's doing that right, right now because they enjoy it. That's fine. But for me personally, that's not something I was interested in doing or am interested in doing. So, but um, you have to start thinking differently. I start thinking differently the, the, to to make sure that you're not in that position where you have to do that. I part, think that's the big, uh, big, big time. Part of our notes here: when you tap into your why, you will have more energy, drive, hope, purpose, passion to do what is needed to be done. So, you know, creating that why I think is maybe the initial obstacle. Would mm-hmm. you say? I yeah. mean, to sit down and figure out, get you a, a pad. Nope. I guess people these days. Yeah. Why are you doing it? What are you? Yeah. You why know, are you doing this? We, we hear a lot of people call in. We've talked about this a ton over the radio, but mm-hmm. well, my buddies are buying real estate, so I think I should, you know, yeah, I that's think that's the I worst sh- thing to do. Yeah. It's just not the, you know, you're not, you're not having a bigger why of why you're trying to do this. You're just doing it because everybody else is. Yeah. You know, that going back follower. To, yeah. You're the Warren Buffett and be greedy when others, you know. Yeah. Um, that's right. What is it? Be greedy. When others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy, you know, so when others are being greedy, that's not the, you know, that's having not the, not the why or the purpose is not the time to jump into real estate, you know, like, right. um, let's, uh, let's continue on here. Yeah. Seven ways that millionaire real estate investors think we, you know, focused in on your why, mm-hmm. your why purpose. you do things, your purpose, yeah. uh, and, and your mindset, um, to get you going. Mm-hmm. So now we've, we've thought and we're going, um, now, now, now it's your, I think your obligation and your, you know, if you're going to do yourself the, the, the right justice is to think big mm-hmm. and, and big for some people, that's a relevant term. Um, yeah, some people think bigger than others, bigger than others. And that's there's, fine. That's, there's no, there's no right or wrong. It's just like, you got to think bigger than Yes. You currently think, you know, and have bigger habits, bigger, you know, goals, yep. mindset, you know, all that kind of ties in. It does. And it's, um, so, so, so I'm trying to place the investor into our thought. Mm-hmm. You're already thinking and you already have your why. So you're, you're motivated every day now. Um, I, I've, I've had my staff read this book, but the Grant Cardone 10X book is, um, and I've listened to mm-hmm. it. I'm not an enormous reader, but I've listened to it. Man, he he. It's it's an awesome book, and it's it's we model a whole lot of what we started the brokerage with off of this book and off of this thought process. We've got goals. I don't mind sharing this to sell over a hundred houses a month. Mm-hmm. We want to help investors a hundred times a month mm-hmm. in several markets, and um, that that's a ten x thought process for us. Right. Is to get to that point. So, and you have to build models, systems, processes around it. Around that, we, you, you guys, and I'll give you this. This is a little bit off of this, but I, I think this is good. When I first came back, you know, to Crestcore, mm-hmm. and we had our our VTO meeting, our Vision Track meetings, mm-hmm. we sat down and we we looked at each other and we said, "Hey, what are what are the some of our big goals?" 
you know, in my, and at first my mind was, well, you know, let's sell X amount of homes a month. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Then we all started thinking like, well, wouldn't it be great if we could sell 80 mm-hmm. and a hundred? I'm like, well, gosh, if we're doing that, let's make it 300. But sure. But, but yeah, we thought a hundred and I was like, golly, I can't even hardly put my head around that. You're doing like two a month. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no, we, at the time, I mean, I'll be honest, doing we were several. doing seven to eight, yeah. maybe, maybe nine, 10 a month. Yeah. That would be a great month. Now, now we're, we're 25 and 30, but it's the mindset of doing a hundred. I was like, man, it's hard for me to even put my head around that. But that was a 10 X thought process. So mm-hmm. what did we do? We sat down and we thought, okay, if we're going to sell a hundred, what do we got to do to sell 80? And we just worked 60 and we worked our way backwards mm-hmm. and we started to come up with a plan of how to execute that and get to that. And I'm proud to say that after about a year and a half of doing this, we're a quarter of the way there, you know, yeah. maybe a little more following that plan. Yeah. I mean, but you have to have, uh, think of all the things we've had to put in place to about the habits and the models and the processes. Yep. Yeah. Traction. You mentioned vision traction organizer. That was very key to yep. help us lay out the vision, you know, culture index for hiring people and hiring the right people. Um, recruiting, having somebody to do recruiting for us, yep. virtual employees, you know, that was big. That was a game changer. Yeah. So, big help. um, you know, and I think, Part of this is like you, you got to have, I love the words, the smart goals, yep. you know, and I think part of your, the VTO and all that stuff, we had to have something smart goal was specific, measurable, um, attainable, mm-hmm. just relevant, and then time, time sensitive, mm-hmm. you know, so you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta be very specific, you know, you can't say, you know, we want to sell 50 houses. What does that mean? You know what I mean? You can start uh, off with that, but you got to have the details to build up to that. Well, you got to say, I want to sell 50 houses a month by January of 2020. Yes. You know, and then back your way into, you see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that way it holds you accountable. Mm-hmm. And then you start putting in your, your, your building, your, your, your systems and your processes to get you there. Mm-hmm. But if you don't, then you're just going to kind of be mulling around, you know, so you got to create the goals and then your habits and your model, you know, your systems and process, you know. Um, I love the notes that that we wrote here. The smart goals to obtain your why, yeah, specific, measurable, yeah, and attain. I mean, this is stuff that you that you definitely got to hang on to. You Big know. goals, smart goals to obtain your why are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time sensitive. You, yeah, which is just repeating what you just said. Yeah. But that, I mean, that that's exactly how we got to it. You know, sure. and we're not there yet, but it's, right. it's a work in progress, work in progress. and we we'll continue, you know, continue going. Um, you know, and I think you got to think about your habits every day, what the, the way you're working every day has got to be either supporting that goal or not. You know what I mean? Like same thing with the diet you mentioned earlier. Yeah. I mean, you, you you're going to, you're not going to, you got to eat well every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to create a habit. What is it? Is it 21 days? It's a habit. You know, is that true? <clears throat> that's what I always grew up hearing. But then I read the one thing by Gary Keller mm-hmm. and he did, you know, lo- researched a lot of this. And I think it was like 66 days is actually a true habit habit to where you just do it. It's just part of your life. You know, so that if you want to get up at 5 a.m., you can't just do it for one or two days and hope that now you can get up at 5 a.m. You got to do it for 66 <laughs> plus yeah. days. And then it becomes where, you know, just like. You know, this morning for me, I've been doing it for several years now. And so 4.45, I'm starting to wake up, 
you know that's my biggest and so thing I'm, right I'm now. out of the bed by five every morning that's my thing right now man i'm trying to get up get up you can't i'm trying i mean I, I i shouldn't say i'm really trying i see so you're not I setting it as a goal this is perfect radio. I mean, this is perfect commentary for both. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to be able to get up at five every morning. Yeah. I just got to do it for 66 days. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> you got to, to make it where it's just part of your life. I mean, same thing with working out, you know, like why do you think January, the gyms are so packed and you know, all that stuff. February, they're, February not. they're not, you know, people last for a couple of weeks. If they just hung on for another two or three more weeks, then it just becomes, they start seeing results and start getting into the habit and it just becomes part of life. So that was one of mine too. About two years ago, I wanted to include some daily, everyday exercise. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've succeeded with that. Every morning I, I have a, you know, almost an hour of cardio site work that I do. But yeah, it's, so it, that took a while. That wasn't easy either. Yeah. But I have, but that's in my brain now. Like I don't, I don't sweat that. I don't even I actually look forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so you're but, just saying set that alarm and get up, man. I'm struggling with that. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I mean, but you got to decide. You know, do you, you, you? I'm gonna read a book. You know, one one per week that's going to be focused on real estate. Yeah. Well, just to say, I'm gonna read a book once a week. I mean, that's pretty good. But uh, you know, that smart goal would help you say, I'm gonna read 30 minutes every night from seven to eight. Mm-hmm. You know, and I hate to be so like rigid. But you got to, your 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 body and your your mind actually works better when you get it more specific and get it you kind of mm-hmm. more in a routine. We're built for routine, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. not to say to get out of it and get in ruts. I mean, you got to always be changing that, but mm-hmm. you got to set yourself up um, with the habits and the goals to get to that big why. You can't just you know throw out a and hope and hope. Yeah. You can't go on hope and a prayer, you know, <laughs> I've got another saying for that. That's not radio friendly, but <laughs> seven ways, <laughs> seven ways that millionaire real estate investors think uh, Dan Butler and I are talking about that this morning. Um, you know, we've covered, you know, your why figuring that part of it out. We've talked about how you're going to think the, the goals that you're going to, you're going to set. Um, you know, thinking big, having those 10 X Grant Cardone type thought process. Next one is money matters. Mm-hmm. Tell me what, tell me what we mean by that, Dan. You know, I think shifting the, the mindset of you're working for money versus, and then start and flip that to like, how can money work for you? Yeah. That's where you got, that's, that's a mind shift, huge mind shift change of, you know, thinking money, you know, that it matters, you know, make money while you sleep. Yeah. I mean, that's a phrase that you've, you, you know, we've heard over the years, but what does that really mean? You know, like, so when we all start out of, out, out of school, you know, um, you know, hundred percent of, of your money pretty much, unless you're set up some way yeah, is, is you make the money, you earn it. Mm-hmm. And that's your, you know, that's, that's your money. Yeah. And then over time, what I heard you say, if you listen, you know, go back to this 15 minutes ago, you're trying to shift that to where yes. I, I'm showing, I'm showing a hundred houses to make, you know, hundred thousand dollars a year. I'm just throwing it out. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, wow. If I just show, you know, in 20 years, I just have to show 25 houses because 75% of my money that, that I need to live off of can be generated by, you know, stocks, bonds, real estate, other, other investment vehicles and not just dependent on me and my hands and what I'm doing today. That's right. Yeah, that's a way different mindset. And I, yeah. y- you've helped me think a whole lot about that. And, 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 of course, we're talking about, 
know, with this show specifically, rental income, mm-hmm. you know, how can that mail, you know, people call it mailbox money or whatever, but when you're sleeping, you're earning. Yeah. Um, yeah, because most people, I mean, I don't, you know, we know this, but we don't know this. Like, most people live paycheck to paycheck. You hey, know? you know, I heard a scary stat on that, like almost 80% of About Americans people? live on paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't doubt that. I mean, yeah, I think... But you have to flip that mindset. You can you can flip that, and I'll, I got an example here in a minute. But you know, for the wealthy, consumption comes last. Think about that. Hmm. Meaning, consuming like spending on frivolous things, spending on stuff for the truly wealthy. All right, consumption comes last. Whereas in the the non wealthy mindset, comes first. Consumption comes first. You know, you got your money. All right, where am I going to spend it? I'll never forget when I was uh, I was at Millican Textiles as a co-op student, making thirteen something bucks an hour, mm-hmm. and I and it was tough for me because I had to uh, mentally I was working alongside operators in the in the plant that I was making just as much or maybe more, you know, mm-hmm. and that's their livelihood. And then I would see them Friday afternoon on their paycheck, you know, playing games and you know buying alcohol and buy, just basically almost spending the whole check. So that by Monday they're you know back to work again. back to work again to to try to make the next check and that that really hit home for me that was when I was probably twenty years old that I was like this mindset is messed up <laughs> you know like and, and to think that that by just making some different choices that same person with that same paycheck life could look totally different with Does some that make very sense? small choices yeah I mean uh, so I love what you just said. And I want to repeat it, yeah. and then you keep going. But consumption for the wealthy comes at the very end, comes last. Yeah, because so great. And, and you know, and it, it could start with your four hundred one k. You know, take that off the top if you're in a regular job right now. Yeah. You know, and then turn that into a Roth IRA that you can and and to buy you know real estate or loan it to people or whatever. Yeah. So you know, I think that's the wealthy mindset is you're taking your money for investment off the top and then living off the rest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus you can, you know, the, the non-wealthy for lack of better words, I don't know what the flip of it is. I don't want to, yeah. you know, label anybody, but yeah. you get your paycheck and you spend first and it's like, Oh wow, there's nothing left. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, absolutely. That's why you know, I wanted to repeat it. Yeah. I mean, like to me, that was a powerful, um, and if you think about that all day, every day, and how you, the first time you get some money, you know, what do you do with it? You know, are you going to go buy, you know, a, a new car, car, you know, a, purse, a new house? A, you know, that's whatever. why I love the, the millionaire real estate, um, millionaire, what is it, millionaire next door, I think, um, the book. Yeah. You know, that, that's when you really realize, like, the, the people that you think are wealthy Say like a say a doctor example. That's what the book uses. You know, but they consume first, just because they make the money. You know, right. And all it takes is one little shift. You know, and they might still just they might only have five thousand dollars in the bank, which sounds like a lot to some people, but to somebody that has a million dollar home and you know a nice fancy car and you know kids doing this and that, that's got to be extremely stressful. That's that's got to be stressful. I don't see and twenty dollars in credit card debt. Mm-hmm. So. Versus somebody that that is making say fifty thousand dollars a year, but they invest first and consume, you know, consume last. on the last, you know, and and what we're talking about is not easy. 
No, so we're making don't, it sound like don't it's make super it easy. Like, oh, just start. But so, I think you know. if you listen to the first part of the show and you get your why straight, I mean, this is all building up. If you get your why there yeah. and you start 10x in your thought processes and thinking big, and then you start applying some of these rules and thought, you know, these things into it, I, I, I think it can become easier. Yes. Then if you just popped in and said, I'm going to start spending, you know, saving all of my check. I haven't ever done that before, but today I'm going to start doing that. I don't, that's what's hard. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, if you're an alcoholic and one day you wake up and you just say, I'm going to stop drinking, that's impossible. You've yeah. got to really think and apply and come up with a plan. It's the same thing with this. If you, you know, if you're going to be in that mindset, I think you've got to, you've got to really change your everything. You know, I think, you know, some practical examples, I'm skipping around a little bit because I know we're going to run out of time. This was such yeah. a meaty topic, but you know, the Dave Ramsey envelope system was huge for us, Yeah, you know, like <clears throat> to change that to like, all right. Here's our bills. Here's the money for the bills, and then don't touch the checking account. And you still do this? Still do this to this okay, day. So you brought this up. So I don't. I don't. I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything that you're doing. So you brought. And for the listeners out here, yeah. I, I, I want to pat you on the back, and I know you won't do it, so I will. Yeah. You're an extremely successful real estate investor. One of the biggest in this city. And nah, I and, and, come and on I, now. Now I know you're not going to say this, but I I will, I will. One of the biggest and the best in the city, and in this region, really. And you and your family at home are divvying up cash in envelopes on the Dave Ramsey budget. Yes, the dog has a budget. The kids have a budget. The food, the Christmas, all that has a budget. And so the cool thing about that is our checking account, this, the, the, the amount of transactions in checking account is like this Nothing. big. It's just whatever has to be paid by a check or auto draft or whatever. That's all that's left to be paid out of the checking. Um, How long have y'all been doing this? We've been married since oh two, seventeen years. So we've been to about sixteen years. So it was one year in a marriage. And, I, and another example, I'll give you a technician at our maintenance company. You know, I've been pouring into him and talking a lot to him, and mm-hmm. he was, you know, I guess for lack of better words, broke. Yeah. You know, living paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. and we just started talking about his habits: smoking, out to eat, you know, blah blah blah, everything. You whatever know, just, he was doing, whatever he was doing. So that whole thing about yes versus no. And so he started saying no to eating out and no to smoking. You know, I think he's still smoking some, but it's much, much reduced. He's still yeah. trying to, he's on the path to get off. But, get off of you know, last time I talked to him, you know, he had a thousand dollars in the, in the, the bank. And you're talking about somebody that was just waiting for the next check to happen, was actually behind waiting for the next check. To, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, and now he's building in a matter of three to four months, a thousand dollars. And as you know, that's going to snowball for him. Yeah. You know, now he's talking about, man, I, I really, I could see a vision to own my own house. You know, so now he's got a bigger why. You know what I mean? He's going to create a bigger why through all the what we're talking about and today. And it's easy to catch that momentum. You that's, know, with, with the yeah. example of your guy here, let's say he's got a thousand. And he's going to look up and there's three. And he's going to look up and there's six. Well, there's something to get excited about. I mean, that's, it's easier to be motivated and it's easier to drive you when you can see that what you're, the plan you're putting in place is actually working and panning yeah. out. Yeah. I call it the snowball effect. That's what I was, yeah. I wrote down. Just, it, it starts to build. Mm-hmm. And then, so then I thought, I started thinking about, you know, how does that play out in investors? And then it's funny, my fix and flip example that I wrote out uh, for us today was almost the exact same of what a guy came to our office yesterday talking about. So think about this. You know, the investor doesn't have any money, mm-hmm. so he goes and borrows money at say twelve percent, five points, which is mm-hmm. expensive. Yep. Okay. You buy a hundred thousand dollar house to fix up, sell it for one hundred and thirty. 
And so what do you do with that 30? That's my question to him. I was like, what do you do with that 30? You made $30,000 profit or 20,000, whatever that what number is. What was the is. response? Um, he's, you know, investing it back. And so where I was going with that is like, so if he put 30,000 and he kept say, say he spent 10 on his, on his family yep. to keep things going, but 20, so the next hundred thousand dollar house he has to, he wants to buy to flip, he only has to borrow 80 at 12% in five points because he's got 20 of his own. Then he does it again. Now he only has to borrow 60. See what I'm saying? Like, so all of a sudden, I, I started doing the math. I was like, man, in five flips. You're bu- you don't need us. You don't need us anymore. You don't need a, a you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, and so your money starts snowballing. So you could either, the, so it creates choices, is I guess where I was going with it too. Yeah. Is like either you keep borrowing at 12 and five, which is, you know. It's fine. Fine. Save your money. And all we say with that is if you're going to invest that hundred, you know, the hundred thousand you built up by doing this method and go invest it in something else, you know, like buying two rentals or buying five rentals at 20% down for a hundred thousand. Does that make sense? Like you're leveraging that money in a very productive way, or you're just making more money each deal you're doing, which then should lead to investing it in something else. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. You know, I mean, it's just a, it's a complete and total, you know, mindset change. Um, and I love the example of the fix and flips and, and, and what you just gave. I mean, that's to me, that was just a practical example. I thought of like that, that the consume versus spend, you know, if you just consume all of it, mm-hmm. you're going to keep just having this, you tr- you've created a job mm-hmm. Yeah, you might not be in corporate America, but now you've got, you're strictly focused on having to find that next flip right. versus if you either start out, you know, m- borrowing less and making more. And then turning that money and investing in something else, like like his his example was, he wanted to start buying rentals, and yeah. so we're, we're going to help him start buying rentals, buying rentals. You know, so that uh, I mean, and this is a marathon, not a sprint. So let's make sure right. the listeners understand that we're not talking about something that happens overnight. We're talking about a very long timeline. <laughs> you know, that's why the big why is so important because if you don't have that, you'll just get murk down in just the day-to-day that's one thing to caution when you listen happens. to the show when you listen to this this episode and or show or whatever it may be is you can't fast forward in my opinion i don't think you can fast forward to our third and fourth uh thought processes here i think you've got to start at the very beginning and create your why because if you don't have that mm-hmm. i think you lose focus and you lose reason when you if you skip ahead Mm-hmm. And your why could be different, and I think too. I think one thing to to caution or to make sure everyone's aware. I mean, your why can change. Oh, if you're sure. 22 years old, fresh out of college, right now, your why right now is to get rich, man. I want to, you know what I mean. I want to mm-hmm. be wealthy. If you're 35 years old and you're married with two kids, your your why is going to be completely different. But I would, I think you've not. I think I, I'm going to say I know you've got to come up with that why. You've got to create then your thought process and how big you want to think. Mm-hmm. And then you've got to come over in here and start applying in your actually in your daily life some of those things that you're trying to do based off your why and your big time thinking process. Mm-hmm. I, this is a great topic. I mean, I, I know we're running out of time today, but I, this is a great topic that I think, I mean, we could dive even further. I think we're going to try part two next week, right? With, that's right. With, with the back end to this. But yeah. um, there's just a lot to it. I mean, that, that's why. You know, when I stepped back and thought thought about this year for the radio, it's like, man, if we could spend more time on the mental piece yeah. and the mindset and just helping get practical examples of how this can make a difference. 
you know, yeah. so it makes it all possible for anybody that wants to do it. And I think we're going to begin, we're going to begin, I know we're going to begin to start talking about some of that stuff as far as your mindset and mm-hmm. why you're doing things. And, um, and, and not to take away from the, the real estate side of it, the investment side of it, but we can only tell you about Memphis so much, right? I mean, there's only so many things we can tell you. So to keep to keep the, the the flow of the show going, we're going to begin to talk about some of those things. Another thing I wanted to kind of announce: we're going to go at, before we end. We're going to begin the show now on, on Wednesdays at ten a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing this for several reasons. Uh, one of them is our a lot of our clients that listen to the show are on the West Coast, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of them have said, "Hey, man, I'd, I'd love catching your show in my spare time later when I can." But we'd love it if you you know if we can get on. So we're going to move the show to, to Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Uh, we're going to be live on Facebook, um, and, and you can catch the show at, at that point. And I'm, I'm excited about that, that transition because um, I think it's going to open it up to some, some of our West Coast listeners. But you can still find the show on Facebook Live. You're going to be able to mm-hmm. go to the, the show's Facebook page, the Crest School Real Estate Hour. Um, and find find us there on Wednesday mornings. Yeah. On Wednesday mornings at ten, yeah. uh, and then we're gonna play here on the radio. Um, Greg, tell me when. Seven a.m. Saturday mornings. Saturday mornings at seven a.m. for our AM nine ninety one hundred seven point nine FM. The voice listeners, we're gonna move to Saturday mornings, uh, so you can still you know catch us there as you're yeah. drinking your coffee and stuff like That's that right. in the morning. Yeah, so we're excited one. about that too. I think we're gonna hit a uh, a different listenership um, on that Saturday morning show. Um, so, so we're pretty excited about that. Any takeaways, Dan, before we go today? No, I think I just, hopefully it pushes our listeners to just step back and think about, you know, why, why are they in it? Yeah. Or why do they think they want to be in it Mm -hmm. and and then try to create the path, like, you know, write it down, you know, some practical examples. I mean, I think I've given that example. I wrote on a plane how I was going to go to 300 houses. You know, and literally on an airplane, you on just airplane. I, tr- I, tr- I truly remember sitting down with the pad and just figuring that out, like what I had to do, how many bank relationships and how much my lines of credit had to be and, you know, how much time would happen with each one and to get to that path. And, you know, that's that's part of I think that's part of the secret sauce of getting there is having that focus, you know, and, you know, and, and that's what I leave too is just the focus. You got to focus in on the one thing mm-hmm. you know that that you want to 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 strive for to get to and then when you, you when you get good at it and you're good like then add other stuff don't try to do all things to all people i think that's one where time. we just you know and, and but it's all doable you know that's why i love giving the technician example this morning i'm still doing the envelope system 18 years later there's ways to to <laughs> that you can get there yeah. you know don't ever and, think you're too good like well, i mentioned i mean he's doing it well, it's just, it's just practical and it, you know, it saved our marriage from just frustration. We didn't want money to be the issue with our marriage, Yeah, you know? And so we saw early on that that could, that could, could and so and we you just eliminated it, you know, our bigger wives to stay married. <laughs> so That's a good one, solution. Man. Happy wife, happy life. That's right. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next Wednesday at 10 a.m. here locally. West Coast folks, you can catch us today and then when, uh, Saturday mornings at 7 here on uh, AM 990 and 107.9 The Voice. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll uh, catch you next week.